96.9. We're online at WRQK.com, and we can be found via iHeartRadio. This morning, 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the smash em up Demolition Derby. That's this Saturday, actually. Stark County Fairgrounds will do that. 8.30, we'll send you to see a perfect circle. That show's not until November. It's at the Wolstein Center at CSU. We'll get you in before you can buy those tickets, actually. You cannot buy them until tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll get you hooked up at 8.30 this morning. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. It's crazy that you're talking about a concert in November, um, but summer is officially upon us. So, like, yeah, now's the time to start planning those things. Was was yesterday not the longest day of the year? Yesterday was the longest day of the year. So it's kind of depressing because every day now we lose a minute of sunlight. So we're just walking towards the 4.30 darkness that, you know, usually happens. Yeah, I've been doing that for 41 years straight. <laughs> just walking towards the darkness. Just just give me more darkness. Um, but you can see it today. Like, I mean, the sun's kind of already out. It's, you know, 6.07, yeah. 6.07 in the morning. So, yeah, we're definitely into those long days of summer right now. Oh, well, so. that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. How so, are you, buddy? How was uh, yesterday? Give me, give me the rundown. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so yesterday I, I bolted out of the studio pretty quick. Yeah, you did. Um, and what was going on is... Is uh, my girlfriend was at Stat Care, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, better, better go, better go." You know, make sure she's not dead. Um, but Hit she, on the nurse. Uh, she, she's been complaining probably for like the past two weeks to maybe a month about um, like her back hurting. And so yesterday she woke up and started getting ready for work. Breast reduction. We <laughs> haven't crossed that bridge yet, my oh, friend. All right, all right. I'm um, just but throwing she, out suggestions. But she, she couldn't move. Like she was like, I, 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 you know, she's like she had to like, like essentially like crawl out to her car to get into a car to Jeez. go to, to go to you know Maybe. to go to a stat care. So essentially what happened is she has a herniated disc in her back. Oh my god. She um that hurts like hell. I she's bet. allergic to uh, anti-inflammatory drugs like she can't take uh, Adv- or yeah, it's Advil that has it. Like she can't take Advil, she can't take aspirin, she can't take stuff like that. So she's just been taking Tylenol which doesn't help like, you know, if you've got, you know, swelling somewhere. Right. So they had to prescribe her something. They're like that's the first problem is it's so swollen up that you can't even, you know, you can't even move correctly. Um, so all's well in the end. And I mean, I, they gave her some steroids and they gave her some other stuff. And, you know, everything's so she's fine. okay. Everything's fine. But yeah, I just, I, I felt a little bit like. Well, I guess nobody was here to like check on me or anybody cares what I do with my afternoon. But nobody. yesterday, I mean, it was like ten one, and I'm like, see ya. Yeah, you did. You walked yeah. right out. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I was a little concerned at that point. I didn't know what was happening. Well, good for you, buddy. Yesterday was Wednesday, yeah. and the boss man's normally not around. Yeah, on it's not a uh, wasn't a mistake there. I knew that. Yeah, no. Uh, so so that was so that was planned out. Well, I mean, I, it was one of those things. Even as I was leaving, I kind of felt like. I was like, well, should I tell somebody? And I'm like, there's n- nobody here to tell. Like, there's not a soul here that would care that I'm leaving. Like, who? There, like, my boss is gone. The other boss is gone. Nobody else here has, outside of you, has any like relationship to me or any sort of like, you know, what other boss? Well, <laughs> that's exactly, I, dude. If the one exactly. guy hears you right now as he's getting his McDonald's and his not sweet tea, <laughs> whatever. I, uh, dude, I'm telling you, he's not gonna like that kind of message. All right. Well, the other person in the building the with other an adult. office. Yeah, the other one with an office, I guess, is what I'll call it. You know, him. what I noticed this morning, buddy, is that, is that they're still not done with all the renovations in this building. Yeah, I'm a little surprised on it's that It's laying one. carpet and painting walls. Literally, I could have got four convicts to do this <laughs> in, a, in a week's time. But, of course, dude, it's iHeartMedia, so it's a six-month like overall. Right, well, they have to voice track it out from San Antonio there. Seacrest has, you know, he's working on a limited schedule. They got to get they gotta get the big rig to, to right. lay the <laughs> to, to, to lay the car. Elvis Duran out there with a paintbrush. What do you want the guy to do?
All right, yeah, let's not make fun of the company oh, anymore. Jeez, the other boss. We start making fun of the brand. The it's, it's all bad. We need to stop right bad. there. Dude, download iHeartRadio. It's great. <laughs> save our jobs, man. It's free. Damn the man. Save the empire. Oh, my God. Spent a little time working on the golf swing yesterday. And, dude, here's the thing. Short game putting is all good. The rest okay. of the game's in a little bit of peril. Not going to lie. We spent some time looking at it yesterday. It's going to be able to come back. But, dude, I can't play anymore for like the next two days like the blisters on my hands right like i tore that part of my hand all Jeez. up took skin right out yeah i ripped through one glove yesterday Jeez. and uh tore my hand all up i was really honestly like i was defeated yesterday like there was a moment yesterday where i was just like okay like i actually told one of my buddies at the course i said dude this is what i'm gonna do i said i'm gonna leave here and i'm gonna facebook live me Throwing my clubs in a random dumpster <laughs> until, like, the first listener who finds them, they're yours. You can have them. Like, that's how defeating, defeated I felt yesterday. But, like, towards the end of it, it was like, there it is a little. We're starting to see it a little. And I, I've been reminded what it is. I fall back on bad habits. Okay. And I w- was reminded a little. Yeah, imagine, to, imagine that. Welcome to life with Stan. Imagine Barry. that. You mean like telling us you're going to give us the tickets at 730 <laughs> then passing them out the next day? Yeah, like that. Like exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. D- destructive women, bad decisions. Yeah, it's bad habits. Your boy's just Barry. on top of it. All right. So, so, but But I feel now like, all right, we'll take today. We'll take tomorrow. Just kind of throw them away. And just uh, just let the let let the body heal, cause dude, I'm in bad shape. Like everything hurts. Um. So obviously, Stansberry is on a journey of constant self improvement when it comes to his golf game, or at least that's the goal. And life, yeah. And, well, but I mean, that's the goal with the golf game. Sometimes yeah. the reality isn't you no. know isn't the goal, but that's what you're trying to do. Almost threw a club yesterday. I, I know there's people listening right now who are just passive golfers. I'm curious to know if they go through the same ups and downs that you do, just because I feel like you put it in such a... They care less. Right. And And that's what it is, is that they probably go through the same up and downs with the swing and the problems, and they they can't, but they can let it go. Where, I've said this before, and it's really true. This is the only, outside of my job, it's the only thing in my life I currently enjoy. That's it. Because... Penis was so disappointing. He needed to replace it with a golf club. I, dude. I, I just to do? well, dude. I'm not really dating. Well, I am. That's the problem. Is that I'm dating too much now. I'm not dating okay. any one particular person. I'm just going out on dates, which is horrific. It's the worst. And so it's like the only thing I enjoy. And I so like yeah. I put dude. I put too much pressure on myself in everything I do. In everything I do, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And so yeah, it's a. Uh, it was worrisome, but. You got a, a great pro golfer helping you out, right? I know. That's so, what he said yesterday. He was like, dude, he's like, come on, man. Right. He's like, come on. He's like, fine. you're not quitting. I'll make sure that this gets turned around again. And he said to me yesterday, he's like, yeah, he's like I'll do this for you twice a week, every week till you die. If, right. that, if that's what this needs. So, so I, I think you're going to be fine, buddy. That's what that needs. You got time to play. You got a, a golf pro helping you out. Yeah, it's not the worst. It'll be all right. No, my life's not the worst. It's not the worst. I actually... I don't want to get too uh, down the rabbit hole on this, but we okay. were talking about me with earrings yesterday on the program. Okay. And it wasn't my mother, 
but it was a it was a young woman who I used to know run around with back in the day when we were all younger who says who's claimed she sent me a photo but she can't see the earrings in it. All right. She's like I'm going to look. She's like I have a 100 photos of you back then. And I was like, "Oh god. Oh god. Oh god." But it turns out she uh she works right around the corner. And okay. I haven't I haven't talked to her in 15 years probably. Okay. Well, she uh, reached out yesterday. She's like, "Hey, I was listening in." She's like, "Yeah, I work right around the corner. We should get lunch and all that." She's like, "I'll look through these photos and I'll pass them out." Can't wait to see them. I, I just can't just cannot wait to see them. I can wait a lot. <laughs> Stands very with the gold earrings, got the hoop, got the diamond, can't wait. Yeah, buddy, got the old starter jacket on the whole bit. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. It turns out J.R. Smith may be the Cav on the move. We'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I um, reluctantly have just tweeted out and put on the Instagram, my Instagram the photo that was sent to me from an old high school friend yesterday. You can't really see the earrings, but it's still a photo from the era, and I don't look good in it, and I figured people would want to see it and make fun of me. At Stansberry Show is both the Twitter and the Instagram handle. Um, dude, I don't know. I think you look pretty good, Stansberry. You're young. You're youthful. It looks like the entire world's in front of you. I don't know, point. dude. I got a Chief Wahoo hat on, which makes me a racist. Ah, ah, that makes me a racist. Ah. I probably want to get that off. I probably don't want to be seen wearing one of those. Back before it was an issue, <laughs> probably don't want a photo of that circulating around. Is your boy wearing a jean shirt? What is that, dude? The '90s was a weird time. '90s, yeah. No, I, uh, dude, we were, uh, dude, we, 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 that photo was taken right after we were all extras on Seinfeld. Is exactly what, <laughs> exactly what happened there. No, I'm pretty sure that photo was actually taken. I'm pretty sure I remember that night, which is crazy. Um, but I'm pretty sure that photo was taken in the backyard of my friend Regina's house, where we used to have bonfires and just get like hammered under age. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what happened. That's that's exactly what was happening. Yeah, yeah. It's so. uh, it's so weird to look at pictures that are actually pictures, like to look at something that yes. isn't, you know, like a digital. And it's just so weird that back then, you know, you took it and you moved on with your life. You didn't look at it. You didn't even know it existed. In really. the shoebox. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays, you know, if you don't post it up and, and, and take seven pictures, it's like kind of feel like you didn't even take one. Am I popular? How will I know? <laughs> Do people like me? How will I ever get validated? No, they don't like you. No, they don't. Social media is a problem for for all people, including celebrities, okay. and one of which is J.R. Smith. Right. J.R. Smith plays for the Cavaliers, uh, not so much in the finals, but the rest of the season he was around, and uh, <clears throat> he, I believe, was hacked yesterday. His official Facebook page, I guess this was, just had a post that said, goodbye Cavs on it. Now, this is where people got to be a little smarter. If J.R. Smith was going to leave the Cavaliers... It's not just going to be a one sentence goodbye calves and then post and then out. First of all, the statement's going to come out and then he is going to make an official like thank the fans Facebook post. But people are so triggered or whatever the hell the damn word would be now that the moment they see it, A, you believe it, which is crazy. And like, how do people not know how this stuff works by now? How many, how many guys you got to see leave teams or retire before you figure out how it works? Yeah, I mean, obviously, before anything like that happened, you would see it via ESPN and other things would announce like either the trade or whatever. And, and, and by the end of the day, this will be announced. And, right. I mean, you have to keep in mind too that J.R. Smith 
is under contract with the Cavaliers until 2019. So like, it's unless not, he's traded, it's not like he's just walking away from the organization or anything like that. Um, maybe if. And now, usually it's the opposite of this, but maybe this is what people put the filter through is that, well, maybe he knew about the trade before the team officially announced it, the NBA officially announced it, and he went out and said something. Usually it's like Dwight Howard, where they announce it and he doesn't even know yet. You yeah, know, like how many that, that times poor have, guy. How many times have you seen that where like a reporter, you know, asks a question like, yo, what do you feel about being traded? And the guy's like, I got traded. The amount of times I've heard guys on TV interviews go, yeah, I found out I was watching TV. My wife had the TV on. I was walking out of the shower and I heard I was straight. I was like, damn, dude, what a way to find out. So, you know, but you're right. At the end of the day, you have to recognize that, like, there's going to be steps before J.R. Smith just says, peace out, Cleveland. Yeah. So he then took to his Twitter, which I thought was a weird place to clear it up. You think you'd go back to the source on which it was put out and clear it up there. But he took he took to Twitter at the real J.R. Smith and he says, I don't know what's going on with social media, but this is crazy. I'm not leaving the hashtag Cavs there. And uh, and I don't think he is. And, and, no. I mean, he he's wasn't, li- obviously, because like you said, he's under contract. Now, he may be traded. I, I could see him being one of the pieces people try to like piece together. It's like, yeah, these three dudes for that pick and that guy. I could see maybe J.R. Smith being on the trading block. The amount of times people were talking about the Cavaliers yesterday in the national media, it's crazy. You know what? You almost get talked about more now when you lose a championship than when you win it. Yeah, definitely last summer it just felt like everything was so in place and there was nothing to worry about. And you know, you're coming off the the the, the fresh glow of a championship and everything felt like the world was in line um and this summer is obviously a very different feeling are you worried we're going back to the well too many times and and it's gonna haunt us now i'll explain what i mean here the golden state warriors lost to us and then they went and got the second best basketball player in the world to beat us and it worked It, 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 it and it happened right are you worried that we're trying to copycat that system and that it's not going to be able to be done and we're going to overhaul this thing and be in the same situation next year? Um, copying the system obviously isn't going to work because there's so many there's no, no There's not another Kevin Durant. Right. There's so many different variables in it, but you have to do something. I mean, you, you know, you just can't sit there and wait and... I, you know, I've, I've heard people make the argument of like, well, guys, everyone relax. It's going to be this same Cavaliers team next year, and that's okay for the most part. And especially it's going to be okay if you're just content chasing titles. But if you're the organization, you ha- your goal can't just be chasing titles. Your goal has to be winning titles. As a fan, I'm content with just chasing titles. I am. I feel like that's what it is. But there's a different level of me as a fan versus the team as an organization. So they have to make moves. Um, so I can't fault them for doing something. The last thing you want to do is strike out with the bat on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't change it and you go back and you lose again, it looks like you just dug your heels in and said, no, right. we're better. We can beat them. And, and it it, yeah, you're showing a lack of self-awareness. Though. Yeah, you, you, you have to understand what uh, what cards you have in your hand, and, and you got to play them the best that you can. So I, I don't I don't fault the Cavs for doing any of this. Um, it, I know it gets to be like an emotional thing for a lot of fans is that like you feel like your guy is on the block or your guy's the one who's going to be moved. None but, of them are your guy. Well, and I mean, that's Sports isn't what it used to be. It, the, the guys don't stay for teams for 10 years anymore, and the rivalries build because it's the same guys facing off. It doesn't happen anymore. These guys are all buddies. They all want to move around together. They all, and and I can't necessarily knock it. At the end of the day, 
everybody, what do you pay? To, you don't pay to go see an owner. You don't pay to go see a logo. You pay to go see the guys on the court who have the talent. So I don't know why it's taken forever and a day for these guys to get the ability to kind of do what they want to do with the, with their careers. Yeah, I they're mean, kingmakers. These dudes. The, the game has definitely changed, and you know, obviously, this could be an argument for for all time. But some, I feel like the game's gotten better. I feel like sports as a whole have gotten better than they used to be, and you just have to deal with that sometimes. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, J.R. Smith is probably going to be a Cavalier next year. I, yes, there's a possibility he gets traded. Um, the thing I'm going to say about all this is is when J.R. Smith, especially considering the, hey, girl, you're trying to get the pipe, when that message kind of leaked yeah. out, I'm, I'm shocked that these guys are still hackable. And I'm almost surprised that what was well, said... Well, everyone is hackable, Well, right? I'm almost surprised it wasn't worse. Like, well, everyone's hackable, but you think these guys would put, like, extra precautions in to make sure that their social media accounts weren't being hacked. You would think what they would do honestly, is they would all have a personal social media person. Well, at this point now, right? Yes, you would have somebody and you would have, you know, I don't want to say like LifeLock for your social media accounts, but some sort of like, hey, I pay you for this. I pay you to make sure that I'm secure. I pay you to make sure that that exists. I don't know, but it should. That's a great business idea. LifeLock for your social media would be a great business idea. Especially if you are a brand, a person who has a brand that means something, a a basketball player, athlete, iHeartMedia, right? Rapper. I mean, think about that. I mean. The radio station accounts have never been hacked, as far as I know. Like, iHeartMedia has never been. But imagine that. You could increase, oh my God, the amount of panic that you could put through places, the amount of stock price effect you could have if you you put the wrong thing out. I'm surprised that doesn't happen. I mean, kind of a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but like all those social media accounts, they're all just like ran in, you know, there's just one of us behind them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of the people that work in the building. It's on their phone. Like, it's not like there's some like crack square wad of like genius. That's true. It's just on one it. of the people that they don't feel is worth any right, goddamn thing. Right. Probably has a pay as you go cellular that they're using. Here's to, your password. Using Here's the password to do it. To right. Website. Here's the password. All this. And I mean, that's remarkable yeah. about the fact that that hasn't happened. Yeah. Yet. But I mean, it just goes to show you how little some brands think of you know that digital platform. Well, when the world changes like that, you, you kind of have to see somebody else get drugged through the mud before right. you realize, oh my god, that could happen to me. Like that could. You know what I mean? And I think we're just we're just now catching up to what the problems with social media can be. You know where you know, you know where there's another area where people could have some problems? Where's that? You could have butt problems. Okay. You can. <laughs> All right. I from what I've heard, I don't personally have them, but I but I've <laughs> but I've heard that they can be a little bit of a problem and we now have Botox for the butt. We'll give you that next. I can't believe it. On Rock 1069. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. 730. We'll pass out those tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby. That's this weekend, Stark County Fairgrounds. Then 830, we'll uh, send you to see a perfect circle. That show in November at the Wolstein Center at CSU. Cannot buy those tickets until tomorrow morning, but we'll pass them out a little early. All right. I, we we got to... We're going to navigate this one carefully, buddy. Okay. Because we're going below the belt. Okay. All right. Some people say this is in the uh, in the pursuit of a perfect circle here. <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Botox is that thing. Like, people, like, slam it in their forehead to tighten up, right, uh-huh. so that you don't see wrinkles in their face, right? Right. I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, I, I guess... There's not as much pressure on men as there is on women. So, like, I guess if you're a woman, I guess I can see how you could get there. But ultimately, 
just be who you are is kind of what I, I think. Um, pretty minor cosmetic procedure, so I, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to do it, but I don't know if you're going to feel better about yourself, get Botox, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're nuts or anything. My friend Heather does it all the time, and I just I worry about, you know, uh, you know, people say, you know, your face can stay one way, or that stuff can, I don't know, explode in there, or whatever. There's, there's, I tell her all the time, I'm like, what do you, you're too young for this stuff yet. I, I you know, your skin looks great, you're going to be fine. I don't know what people are rushing to do that She's for. probably like, yeah, my skin looks great because I got Botox. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't think she needs it. But that's just me. What people think that they need, that's what they do. But Dr. Evan Goldstein is a Manhattan surgeon who's pioneering the practice of making beautiful buttholes. He wants to make them beautiful and more sexually compatible through Botox, both tightening and loosening procedures. Okay. Well, dude, you you veer too far left or right. You're going to start having issues, dude, whether you're hooking or slicing. And, jeez, Dr. Goldstein <laughs> says, it's kind of crazy. Did not think I would be playing with asses all day. That's for sure. <laughs> but he says, as a gay man, I started my medical career as a surgeon, and I was wondering how I could help my gay community, he says. Okay. He noticed that most doctors performing anal surgeries were treating hemorrhoids or cancer, but were not looking at the anus as cosmetic or sexually functional. Okay. I know a guy that gets his that area bleached. Okay. And I know a lot of porn stars will do that, but I know a guy who's right. pretty vain. He does that. I, I th- thought that was... That was a little strange. Well, dude, if you have the entire world looking at your beehole, the last thing you want it to do is be like stained and dingy. Yeah, if you're a porn star, that's yeah. actually that's that's solid business practice. You know what I mean? Especially, dude, they're shooting in HD now. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, gotta dial it down. All right. So the guy opened his own medical service where he treats hemorrhoids, skin tags, other issues, but he'll do cosmetic procedures like Botox and the tightening service. And listen to this. It can be $25,000 to tighten up your butthole. Of course it is, dude. I what? mean, it's not it's not a common procedure, so of dude, course you're going to You can go be... to Shorb and get it licked for 10 bucks. <laughs> you're going to get Gonna, was that was that enough? That's I enough think, anal Botox. I think that's probably the line right there. All right, we had some. <laughs> we were having a good time. We were we were doing great. We uh we did have some more violence that happened in Canton, Ohio. So we'll shift gears, get a little bit more serious next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. You're under a half hour away now from getting hooked up with those smash em up demolition derby tickets. That happens this Saturday night. Stark County Fairgrounds will get choked up around 7.30 for those. I'll make sure he remembers. Don't worry. No, no, I'm going to do it. Okay. I wrote it down. All right. Doesn't mean I'll read it, but I, but I, but I did. I wrote it down. All right. I, I promise. No, don't do that. I'm going to forget. <laughs> what, 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 what am I doing? Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I uh, I did not get a, as much sleep last night as I would have liked. Part of the reason why, I'm sure, is it's, dude, it's those long days of summer right now. Yeah. It's when it's li- like light outside until 930. Trying to lie down and go to bed at 8 o'clock sucks. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. Also, I say this every morning, but God damn, am I hungry? Starving over there. I gotta, dude. I gotta get on somebody to start. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, dude, catered maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Like, I mean, I know today's Thursday, <laughs> but like, I, you know what I mean. I, uh, but dude, we should get on that. Huh? 
the only building I've ever been in that does this for a living that's not routinely like that where that happens. We just can't get bagels here. Nobody wants to bring us bagels. It's weird. Remember like two months ago they were going to like, remember they, the facade of like we were going to change the coffee? Mm-hmm. Remember there was like a basket mm-hmm. and like pick which one's your favorite. Write it down on this list. Nothing happened after that. I, nothing has happened. It's still the same bad coffee, except for today. There was just like this random, like couple of different coffees sitting by the coffee maker. So I made a decent one. They've got like a Starbucks blend. I think it's another one of those, like write down your favorite. But and it, then we're never yeah. going to do it again. Yeah, but the, no, the cup I got right now is all right. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, then I'll head back in there uh, after we're done talking about uh, what we have here, and I'll, I'll make sure I get some more go juice. Okay. Uh, I do have some negative news here, where a man was uh, was shot overnight. Here in Canton, Ohio, Southwest neighborhood, uh, he was shot to death. Southwest Canton neighborhood overnight. Police have confirmed they were called around twelve thirty a.m. to Garfield Avenue in response to a man down situation and arrived to find the man dead. That was uh, Lieutenant Les Marino of the Police Department's Patrol Division. Officers remained on the scene, but the man's name and other details were not yet available. As detectives obviously continue to investigate the situation, uh, they that last update came around four a.m. He asked anyone with any information about the shooting to call detectives at 330-489-3144. Fantone's looking now to see if maybe they've released another update within the last three hours. I have not seen anything. Have not. Uh, if you do have a tip, you can leave a tip on the city's tip uh, line. By uh, I believe it's tip 411, and uh, you can text the word Canton to uh, and the tip to 847411. That's, uh, that's unfortunate when they don't have a lot to go on, right? I mean, and obviously, it's been seven hours since this has happened. So you know, I'm sure the the the, the fine, oh, they're going to find out. You know, the fine detectives of CPD will will do their job and do their due diligence, and hopefully, you know, get this all resolved. Um, just because you mentioned his name, I just want to throw a shout out to Officer Marino, one of my uh, one of my dad's buddies, actually, just from like his past, and just somehow or another ended up in Canton. I'm in Canton. Is that so, right? Yeah. So I just anytime you know, I can I can I can give that. Oh, guy that's cool. Tip, give that guy a tip of the hat. Um. You know, obviously, after yesterday, and we talked about that um, story, right? The story where Canton's the twentieth worst city in America to live in, and a big part of that violent crime was three times the national average, in which is going to negatively impact every community that it touches. I mean, it goes without saying that you know this guy had people who cared about him. You know, this guy had you know loved ones, and those people are now going to be negatively impacted. And I don't know what this dude's story is. I don't know if this was a situation where he was just wrong place, wrong time, or blah 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 blah. There's a million different things we'll find out as this goes. Um, but it just really has, after yesterday hearing that story about Canton's violence problem and then waking up to this this morning, it really has just kind of, I feel like, I don't want to say taking kind of taking the sail out of or the wind out of my sails, but like I just feel like I'm I'm fighting a losing battle when it comes to trying to like champion Canton. That's how I felt this morning too when I woke up and I read that. But then I thought to myself, I've never felt in three years here, I've never once felt unsafe anywhere in this city. Nowhere. Now, again, I I say this, I've lived other places. Right. And so maybe that's part of it. You know, you mean you live outside of Hollywood, you see real danger. You live outside of Las Vegas, it's like, oh, dude, this place can get like rough. Do you think that maybe this is an example of I had lunch, therefore, you know, world hunger isn't an issue? I don't know. I mean, I kind of live in the ghetto, dude. You know what I mean? Like for as much ghetto as Canton's well, gonna get, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I live in the poorest neighborhood in the city, right? Uh, that's fair. Um, 
I wouldn't call downtown the poorest neighborhood in the city. You start going into neighborhoods around downtown. Uh, dude, if you lived in Short Block, if you live back in there, you're living in a worse neighborhood than what you live in. Now. Okay. I mean, I live and, on the southwest side of downtown, and people tell me that's like the worst part. When, when I live downtown, and I mean, granted, I, know I can say that I never felt scared, but literally somebody was murdered outside of my window. You know what I mean? Like during the World Series, somebody was shot to death outside of my window. So Jeez. I can say that like, oh, well, it's not that bad, but... Uh, with with three times the national rate of violence, with obviously with, this is what the third murder that we've covered in the past two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, yeah, some of the numbers I'm reading fly in the face of what I've always been saying, but uh, maybe it's just how it feels. But the city doesn't. The city never feels unsafe to me ever. Nowhere I've ever been where I've ever felt like. All right, I was born and raised in Cleveland. I know there are neighborhoods that I'd be like, all right, to get me out of here. Right now, I've never seen that neighborhood here ever. I, like I said, I think if there, there's neighborhoods that you're not going to, that I mean, that, that must be the case. Yeah. That must be. But like again, though, I I kind of operate without fear. Like I worked at the Agora for a long time, probably going to be a little less now. And I um I was walking from Tower City to the Agora for a while. That's far. It's about it's about two miles each way. Right. And you'd have to walk. The Agora is in a terrible neighborhood and you'd have to walk. And I was carrying like a backpack with a PC in it, like a laptop in it and a phone and everything else like that. And people were looking at me every day going, dude, are you crazy walking through that neighborhood like that? And I was like, I just maybe I'm dumb because I just don't I don't think about it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the neighborhood between Fulton and Shore, I think you would walk through there and feel very intimidated. Really? I I really do. I think I'm going to do it today. I'm, uh, you gonna do it tonight? You know tonight though. Yeah, I don't have fear like that. Remember when I first moved here, and I got lost walking around? I was walking through that neighborhood, and I didn't care. I was like walking by, saying hi to people. Like I maybe I'm oblivious. I just I also think sometimes now crime can be very random, but your attitude and where you are can necess- can negatively affect you. And you know I I I don't know. I, I'm, I the numbers are proving me wrong. But I will tell you, the city never feels unsafe to me. Like, I've never been driving anywhere in Canton and felt like, oh, my God, press the gas pedal. Get me out of here. I've never seen that neighborhood. Does it exist? I would have to make room for the fact that it does. But I've never been through it. They also had this happen where uh, apparently neighbors found a clothed skeleton inside of a northeast Canton home. This was Wednesday morning. And authorities are trying to do, uh, to determine the identity of that body. They were called around 1130 in the morning to a vacant house on 2nd Street, Northeast, and uh, the cops said they have not been called to that home since August of 2012. And they arrived to find skeletal remains, then called detectives and the Stark County Coroner's Office, and they said the bones are the remains of a woman who has not yet been identified, and again, they, I have not seen an update on this as of yet myself. And they are looking at teeth and bone samples, and they're going to send those to the crime lab for DNA analysis, and investigators will seek dental and medical records to confirm their findings. That had to, not anymore, obviously, as it's now just all skeletal. But once upon a time, that body had to reek in there. I don't know how, I, as a guy, I, I've told this story. I've smelled a casket that was that had a body freshly dumped out of it in New Orleans when they were switching them over because they have to do that there. And that smell, I can still smell it. So I'm telling you, if a body was rotting in a hot summer house for years on end, somebody living next door had yeah. to eventually go, what is that? Um, you know, I guess maybe it's 
is there somebody in that house next door? Or we got four or five vacant houses in a row there. Could you know be I mean? that. Could be. Or you, good point. You've got people who just don't care, care, like just aren't aren't going to alert somebody about. Both that? those scenarios are very likely. Both of those scenarios are very likely. If I said to you, Phantom, we're going to talk about Van Gogh. All right, you would say art. I would say why? What are we talking about Van Gogh for? This Van Gogh is very different. And for the second time this morning, we're going to talk about your ass to you. And that will happen. And also smash them up demolition derby tickets next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been using CSE since moving down here to Stark County, and I love the fact that they are 100%. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com, also iHeartRadio. Going to pass out those demolition derby tickets here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need. I'm not going to forget. We're going to do it. Okay. All right? All right. I uh, so dude, I was just kind of checking out, you know, some things that might be happening over the weekend, trying to you know, you know, get that planned out, even though it's only Thursday, right? Dude, you just gotta take your hat off the buzzbin. Okay. I mean, the guy just, I mean, dude, he just takes swings. Like tonight, apparently, he has Clownvis Presley playing, which is a guy who dresses up like a clown and performs in the stylings of Elvis Presley. Like, one of the songs is Baracko's Tacos. Okay. And then he does In the Ghetto, because that was like the, the, the Elvis Presley song. Of course. But he does Fresh Prince in the Ghetto, so like he's obviously changed that. So there's a little tongue-in-cheek that's happening here, obviously, as it's Elvis and clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's some tongue-in-cheek stuff happening here. But that sounds... I'm not going to say it sounds good, but it, it sounds... But it sounds interesting, at least. You know what I mean? That I would want to see it. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Mike Busbin, he keeps his pulse on the things that are weird in the world, and uh, he's always. You know what part of his problem, and, and not problem, but he's a, always like a year and a half early. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, and like in two years, this thing is going to blow up, and Mike's going to be like, dude, I had that guy here a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, which I guess goes to show you should stop by Busman on any given night. That's you have totally the opportunity true. to see a band that might blow up. Um, this is the same guy, though, that brought, you know, uh, O'Killy, Do'Killy, the Ned Flanders metal band. So, like, yeah, Mike's not afraid to That's take so a swing. That's so loud. I know. <laughs> That's so loud. You know what he has tomorrow? I'm sure you're going to be there tomorrow. What, uh, what is Dude, Midget Championship tomorrow? Wrestling's at Buzzman nice, tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. They make the return. Yeah, Midget Championship Wrestling going on. Excellent. Um, I kind of uh, want to go to that. Yeah. I'm, we I'm, should go to that. I'm going camping. Are Unless you? it rains out, and there's a good possibility this weekend's going to be a yeah, washout. Yeah, supposed to get some rain tomorrow. So uh, we'll see. If I'm not, if I'm not there, Midget Championship Wrestling, we can do it. Yeah. If you don't go, if you don't go camping, let's go to that. Um, also coming up on the Buzzbin docket, um, Ohio Championship Wrestling is coming to there. We're doing an adult show. It's going to be awesome. Is that really, right? Really excited. How the hell's that going to work in there? Uh, the back, you know, outside. Oh, we're going to set up the full ring out there, dude. I'm going to stone cold so many effing beers, bro. It's going to be awesome. Okay, yeah, I want to be involved in that, too. No, I don't. What what, what did I do? What what the hell did I just say? Yeah, pro wrestling. I want to be involved. No, I don't. No, I don't. Not at all. Yeah, man, he's constantly booking the good stuff there. All right. I saw this, and at first I was like, what? And then I thought about me as a human being and a problem that I once upon a time had. 
and this would have solved it. Okay. And so instead of fighting against this, I'm going to put the pressure on more companies to do this. Okay. Charmin is looking to eradicate a problem. And they've cre- All right. This is Oh god. This Charmin has created Uber for pooping. This is, <laughs> Explain to me how. I guess they're launching this in New York City. And if you've never been, I mean, obviously, huge city. And finding a clean bathroom in New York City is hard to do. Like, it's hard to do, right? And so Charmin has created the Van Gogh. It's an on-demand private restroom. So, how? <laughs> so they're doing a two-day promotion for Van Gogh, a new mobile ordering bathroom experience. The press-to-order service will send an, excuse me, an on-demand bathroom service to fulfill your dreams of germophobic pedestrians. They say with overfilled bladders everywhere. So basically, what this is is it's kind of like. Well, I don't want to call it a food truck because that would be the grossest food <laughs> oh, truck. Oh, okay, okay. But it's kind of like that. It's kind of like a mobile truck on the go. You tell them, here's where I'm at. Got to go poop. Bring me the van. So it's a, okay, that's the Van Gogh aspect of it. I wasn't adding it up in my head. I thought someone from Charmin was just coming out with a bucket and like, yo, dude, take a, take a squat and go ahead. Just wiping poop everywhere, but, calling okay, it art. Okay, okay. So you've got, all right, so there's like a van. And, you know, I've seen those before, like weddings and stuff where they have those mobile bathrooms. So it'll drive out to you and you can take a dump there they say at Charmin we're always looking to bring uh, looking to bring people the best bathroom experience both at home and with our tissue and in new unexpected ways there they say um, with Charmin Van Gogh we are providing one of the largest most trafficked cities in the world a new way to enjoy on the go um, I'll just ask this question I mean New York's not like traffic free right so like i mean how long is it going to take for the thing to get to you um i guess you can't do this in an emergency situation and dude if you're like clenching butt cheeks and just praying that there's not a mistake you need to go where you can go worst feeling in the world but you know that feeling when it's like all right i've got some time here but i don't have that much time here where you know that you've got a little bit of a you know you've got a window of opportunity where it's not an emergency yet and that's probably when you hit that that van Gogh button Hailing the Van Gogh is simple, they say. Just pull out your smartphone and use your mobile browser to head to CharminVanGogh.com. Apparently, you'll be greeted there um, by one of the bathroom bears, which we're going to stop right here. It seems like more and more toilet paper companies are using like the bear as like the logo for toilet. When did that become the like the oh, oh the bears on the package? I bet my ass will be clean. Like I, 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 I think Charmin, that. I think Charmin started with, and it was supposed to be like um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears because one toilet paper was too rough, one po- toilet paper wasn't strong enough, ah. and Charmin right in the middle. Right. There. And that's, that's where it goes. That is, and then that goes. then that's where it goes. Apparently there, yeah, you just uh, you, you go to the start menu, you enter your first name, age, phone number, you'll be able to call for your own personal portable porcelain throne, they claim here. So one guy did this, he said, I called for my Van Gogh at the corner of Madison Avenue and 23rd Street, this is New York City. He said, but we wound up having to meet on 5th Avenue and 22nd Street. And the Charmin reps told him, look, that's bound to happen in a very busy city like New yeah. York. So with so many people already ordering the van, just like when you Uber, driver ends up three blocks from your spot, so be ready to coordinate for your, for your, for your pooping time there. 
They're thinking they thought better against calling it Poober. Yeah, I would go with Van Gogh too. Van Gogh is probably better. I would not. I would not drive home the messaging. Now, here's what I want to know. Does the guy sit in the truck? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously you go in the back and right. like the, the driver's seat's not going to be right there, but I don't know. That's going to, I'm going to have performance anxiety about that. Well, is it any different than the guy sitting next to you in a stall? Like, I hate that. Oh, is that a, is that a, is that a poop shy moment? I, uh, I, so yeah, I'm a little bit of a shy pooper. I always have been. I don't really like going anywhere but my home. Well, I, I mean, home base is definitely the place to be, but yeah. you know, you got to go where you got to go. Like I'll make exceptions for work. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, I'm here. What am I going to do? I can't go home. But like in a public restaurant, that's not happening. I'm not, that's not happening. I'm not just like, yo, I'll go poop everywhere, anywhere. It doesn't matter. But if I got to go, I got to go. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like make myself uncomfortable. Like, okay. In a bar on first Friday. Uh, you doing that? No. No, no. Not in a bar on Can't first Friday. Can't do it. I mean, we're just talking about how great Buzzbin was, but no, I'm not, no, taking, God. I'm not taking a dump there in the middle of a first Friday, dude. No. no. <laughs> Jesus, let the band from the stage handle that. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Like, no, I'm a, I'm not, I don't like the public restrooms. I really don't. Like, I've never, well, I've never pooped on a plane. And also, you, I what, hate saying poop. What are you? What are you? What are you pooping? You got like three hours there. You should be able to like. All right, I can. Dude, a flight to California is like five hours. That's. I mean, dude, people. I mean, they have the bathroom in there for a reason. Obviously, people got to use it. And you know, you always eat right before you go on a plane normally because the food on the plane is so putrid that normally you eat in the airport. I, uh, dude, I was I was always very self conscious about this growing up. Like honestly, like before the movie American Pie was released, I was that guy. I'd get in my car at school and go home. Like I was like, I'm not doing this. So I don't know if I could use Van Gogh. Like I would, I'd just be sitting there like, dude, I just ordered an entire truck to take. And dude, it's not like everybody doesn't know what you're doing when right, you're walking right. in there. Is there any cost to it or is it free? They just come and do it for you. I, it doesn't give me the associated cost with it. There's no way it can be free, though. My guess is it's, I mean, think about it. They got you up against the wall. They know you got to go. Two day promotion. I bet you this is free. I bet you this is just oh, like, the trial ahead, run. Yeah. They're looking to see if whether or not people would actually do it. My, what do you, now, all right. Well, let me ask you this question. What would you pay to use it? Um, I think it probably a $10 like investment there seems right to me. I think anything over that and it's just like, dude, go poop in wherever, but you can't do it for less than 10 bucks because I mean, there's a truck. There's obviously there's the the gas. You got to pay the people to drive it around using Charmin toilet paper and that's not cheap. So like, yeah, 10 bucks. There's showing there's like four people standing out (laughs) behind this van. Like, so Obviously, people have jobs where you have to clean bathrooms, so this isn't like new. But like, what do they do? Do they hop out after you get out of there and like scrub the whole thing down? I think that's the whole point of it. Is that like there's probably a cleaning crew or a process that goes in between every person, and that's why you want to use the van. Imagine getting the job where you had to walk into the wall of stench after somebody. Oh my god, dude! Like, let me tell you, I I didn't plan my life out great. But but I'm not cleaning a mobile restroom in New York City, so I feel like I'm doing okay. We have a pair of tickets for the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby. Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, where I gave away the Smash Em Up Demolition Derby tickets when I said I would. Jerks. Jerks. Everybody always on me. Good job, Sansbury. I did it. Good job. I did the thing. I did the thing. Good news for you. We still have a perfect circle tickets. That will happen 8.30 on the program. 
1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. Also, more problems for Canton, that coming up at 8 o'clock. All right, I got to... I'm reading... All right, somebody sent me a message via Facebook and is asking for a little help. And if you're listening, I apologize, but I feel like you need a lot of help. Okay. All right? Dude, if you're coming to Stansbury for help, yes, you need a lot of help. Uh, I disagree. I am a actually a very good, this is what you should do person. I like. I don't always make the best decisions for me, but if you tell me what's going on with you, I can tell you, A, what's really going on, what your angle of it is, and how you screwed up to get yourself there. I'm actually very good at that. But this guy says here that he supposedly had won an all-expenses-paid cruise to the Bahamas for two. No, you didn't. <laughs> he says, plus all kinds of extra things. The internet has people saying, yes, it's real, but has some hidden fees. Other sites call it a scam. He says he actually talked with the redemption guy, Fantone, and he told him that the tickets are real. Of course he would. And then he answered three trivia questions on an inbound call to my phone from, and then he says, break 98. And I don't know what that is. He says, but it was an Illinois call. Can you tell me if this is real? My guess is you didn't win it. I, I'm just, I, I, did you enter something? If you didn't enter anything, then no. It, it's real. It's a real scam. Like, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, yes, you are really going to have your identity stolen. Um, I, yeah, I would, yeah, I would imagine, no, none of this stuff is real. Bill Gates isn't going to give you $10 million for sending out a chain letter in 1998 <laughs> and nobody's sending you on a cruise right now. Every, like, dude, what do I always say? Nobody's out to help you. Nobody. Everybody is out to hurt you. Break 98 is a radio station. Is it? So I, I don't know if that's what he's referring to or if that's, but like, if you didn't enter a Where contest, are they at? Um, all the hits, main page. Uh, I don't know. I don't see where it says what market they're well, in. Well, if but. it's an Illinois phone call, my guess is that they're in Illinois. But if you didn't enter an Illinois radio station contest, then no, you didn't win. They're not just going to randomly grab some dude from Ohio and be like, you're it. Right. I mean, and that's what you have to think, too, is that, like, unless there's some sort of, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, any iHeartMedia conglomerate, you know, yeah. station is a reputable brand. If you don't know who these people are, or what this is. And like, here's what I'll tell you. If Break 98 is a radio station and Fantone and I both have not heard of it, I would stay away from it. Both um, listening to it and winning things. I, I, I mean, there's you know a million stations giving away a million different prizes, but unless you yeah, but can I've call, heard of them. unless you can call uh, Break ninety eight right now and be like, hey, I want to talk to the promotions department or the general manager. I mean, it's pretty easy to find out if you're being scammed. He asks me if it's worth the hundred and twenty dollars. No, my guess would be no. Now, if you end up missing out on a cruise for one hundred and twenty bucks, you're going to hate me for the rest of your life. But if you get your identity stolen and lose 120 bucks, you'll thank me every day yeah. that you're alive. So I would tell you, I would vote no on that. Like, if you call a radio, it's like, if I say call now and you call and you win things, that's 
You're good. It's it's different. I mean, everything that we say we're going to give away, we give away. That's like one of the things I always tell people. The rule of radio. If you you have like you have to enter these contests to win because we always give the prize away, whether it's a car, whether it's tickets to the demolition derby, and like, somebody's going to win. Might as well be you. It should be. You. But if you're just getting, if somebody's just contacting you saying, "Hey, you won this, dude." Obviously, you're being scammed. And there's associated costs. There's no associated costs with the prizes. You have to pay taxes on it. Oh, I was yeah, gonna say, yeah. When we send you on a trip you'll pay taxes for the trip but that's i mean that's different than us saying when and we you send you on it's different than us saying <laughs> and you owe us 200 bucks for like shipping and handling that's that's very different yeah it's very taxes are part of life everybody should know that yeah i would stay away from that that sounds very much like bill gates will pay you a million dollars if you forward this chain letter to 10 of your friends that sounds very much like that to me but i guess i could be way Way wrong on that, but I would I would save yourself the 120 bucks and go on a staycation or do something like that. I would save your 120 dollars. A time honored Canton tradition is in serious uh, is in serious jeopardy. We'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106. 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. This evening, you can find me at the Canton Cultural Center from six to eight for rhythm and brews. I'll be out there. So if you're into like the food, the craft beer, and that whole thing, some live music, that's where you need to be. Rhythm and brews tonight. At the Canton Cultural Center, I'll be on hand from 6 to 8. I love that event. They always give me food. They give me beer. And I get to listen to music. That's a great night for your boy. I don't know what you have to complain about. No, your boy likes that one. I like that one a lot. So I'll be out there tonight. 6 to 8. I heard heard our buddy Fishhead will be in attendance as well. That's right. Yeah, he's going as well. Can't keep keep that guy away from beer. No, you cannot. You can't. No, I might might have to drive that. (laughs) I might have to drive that one. You're about a half hour away from getting hooked up with the Perfect Circle tickets as well. That show's in November at the Wolstein Center. We'll get you hooked up before you can buy them, actually, and they don't go on sale until tomorrow. We'll pass those out. The good news is Stansberry is one for one this morning on remembering to pass out the tickets. Damn so right. I feel Damn like right. I feel like you could uh, you could you could hit two for two. Just starting traditions in here. Uh huh. Doing what I say I'm gonna do. It's sounding like a time honored tradition here in Canton, Ohio. Is in a little bit of jeopardy. All right. As we know, we're right around the corner from the 4th of July. Jesus, dude. Are we really right around the corner from the 4th of July? Yeah, I can't wait for that week. We're Jeez. off like multiple days that week. That's going to be awesome. Uh, but yeah, we're just a few weeks away from, uh, you know, the monumental 4th fireworks at the McKinley Presidential Library and Museum. Mm-hmm. And it says here, according to Fox 8, that the organizers fear the skies over Canton will be dark for the 4th. <laughs> You got to love local news, dude. You got to love it. I mean, dude, the, local news is the only organization that can make not having fireworks for the 4th of July sound like war in Sarajevo. <laughs> like, you, you have no idea. It's going to go dark. Organizers and local union president Robert Harper says, we pay for cops, the firemen, city workers, and we pay for the fireworks. Portable bathrooms and live musical entertainment, which in all totals $30,000 for the event. Yeah, I mean, there is thousands and thousands of people in Monument Park when that event goes down, so you're definitely going to have to have police. You're definitely going to have to have bathrooms. There, Those things are necessities for that event to run. And Union President Robert Harper also says that they're $15,000 short. I guess a few major donors from last year have not contributed again or have donated a lot less money. He also said Canton had to cut $5.1 million from its general fund budget. The fireworks show uh, did not make that cut. 
I can live with that. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to spend the money on like programs or like you know, other things that are going to help all citizens, I would vote for that before lighting up the sky. Well, I understand community building events. I really do. And I understand there's importance there of like, you know, the investment in a fireworks. Not only is that like one night of entertainment for the city, but also like a point of pride and like a community gathering. And you can kind of like get something out of that. Oh, yeah, there's good use for it. But I don't know if it's worth it. As we sit 15,000 short and they just had to cut 5.1 million, it does kind of seem like, well, if it's not coming from either a private donations or be like some sort of grant or something, I, 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 I have a hard time arguing. with The that. event is free to the public. All right. So when they have it, you're totally just you're just free to go. Now, Rudy Bergen is a citizen here and he says the city has the money. They just spend it where they want to spend it. They have money. The city should go ahead and put up the fireworks display and let the families have a good time. That's what everybody says until the city goes broke. Yeah, and let's be real. I think we're pretty damn close to broke, if not broke. So, well, I mean, yes, in the greater picture, is $15,000 much to a city budget? No, of course not. But I don't necessarily sign off on just saying like, oh, yeah, hey, we can, we've got the money. We can, we can use it. They're asking the public to help pay. And so organizers are telling you you can drop off a check at the American Legion Post 144 in Canton or at a cobbler shoe repair on Market Avenue. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if anybody's going to come off. I mean, it's a boy. What a romantic idea of like, oh, if we all just pitched in five dollars each and everyone, you know, gave gave gave, you know, 10 bucks, then we'd all have fireworks. But I, that's all. That's that's a tough thing to ask people to do. It, it all depends on where you are. We have a sister station. This this company, obviously, you guys know we work for iHeartMedia. They own like pretty much every radio station in the world. Yeah. And we have a sister station in Cincinnati that does the fireworks display for the city, and the radio station does it. And it's the biggest thing Cincinnati does every year. I actually went one year with my buddy who works down there at that station. And I was like, and I don't really get into the fireworks thing. I find it to be a little weird, and I don't have kids, so that's probably totally why. But I was like, dude, I'm not going to a firework display. But they do the whole thing. The radio station's blaring loud during it, and the whole thing, and they pay for the whole thing. And it's huge. And they kind of take ownership of it. If this is a problem, maybe we should take ownership of this. I mean, are, like, I'm are floating be, ideas in here, like, and my boss is going to hate it. I mean, yeah. like, you know, would you maybe? All right, fine. Let's leave us out of it. What, do you think people would pay to go? No. No. Five dollars a family, five dollars yeah. a carload. No, I don't think people are. What's walking to my? Well, then what Park? are we doing it for? Because then you're just you would just stand on the outside and see the exact same fireworks display. Why would you pay five dollars for that? I, I understand that logic, but that's kind of my point. Where it's like, well, if it's not worth five dollars to you, then what are we paying? What are we spending thirty thousand dollars to do it for you for? I, 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 even if it was, even if it was us that took ownership of it, it would still turn into like, well, we would have to go find sponsors for it, and then it would be yeah. like brought to you by. Well, I mean, this, 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 and this. Than this. That's the thing, though, is that it's not like the city of Canton isn't looking for sponsors. It's just that sponsors aren't interested in being involved in the events or, ask, or being asked too much to be involved in the events. What do you think the problem, what do you think the holdup of selling beer at it is? Because isn't that the way to recoup the money? Um, well, I mean, but then you're putting in more money of like, you're going to have to have more cops. You're going to have to, I'm sure there's some sort yeah. of uh, things you're going to have to put into place. You're going to have to bring the beer out there. 
that's that that almost seems like more of a gamble. You 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 bring out all these beer trucks, and it's like you know you sell three hundred or three thousand dollars worth of beer. Is that really worth? What if you charge food trucks to sit outside of it? I think there's already, if I remember correctly, there's, was there, there did was they like, do that? Yeah, there. And I mean, maybe not like a ton of food trucks, but there was like you know the hot dog stands and stuff like that. I didn't go to this last year, and if they're not, I, I hope they're going to be able to pull this off. And my guess is by the time that week comes, they'll find a way to get it done. I um, but I guess I, 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 there's a possibility they won't. But I, my guess is that they will. I um, but I like again. I don't understand the firework thing at all. But there is something about the imagery of where we do it that I bet it looks really cool over there. Oh, it's amazing. I bet I was, it looks really good I, over there. I, I think I've gone almost every year that I've lived in Canton, and it is, dude. I mean, they've got, you know, this patriotic music going. It's There's fireworks blowing up over the McKinley Monument. Like, there is a real sense of, like, patriotism and pride that comes along with it. I just don't know if it's worth $15,000. Kimberly Campbell writing in says, hey, guys, this same exact thing happened last year, and the public did stand up and raise the money for it. I remember it being an issue last year. I thought it was a donor that came in and did it. I don't. I, I if I remember correctly, but I could remember six to five there. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I my guess is this will get done. You, you kind of want it now. I've always said about the Fourth of July and the fireworks display. If you're a smart criminal, this is when you rob houses because every idiot in the city is sitting on a blanket going ooh ah ooh. I mean, dude, if you're a good criminal, for the Fourth of July is the best night of your life. Um, you know, I talked about how a sense of community becomes a part of it, and you're right. Everybody does come there. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that yes, this is this is the 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 fireworks at the Monument Park that we're talking about right now on the third, I believe, is when that event's yeah, happening. I believe so. Yeah. Um, worth mentioning that first Friday, that seventh. That they will have fireworks there. That's is that right? That's on. done. I mean, Canton loves fireworks. There's no question about that. Like it seems like every really? other. Oh, dude, it's it, it, fireworks, monster trucks. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's definitely it, we we are those people. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's who we are. It's what we do. But it's not like there's not going to be an opportunity to see fireworks in the city. You're just going to have to come downtown on the seventh as opposed to the Monument Park on the third. Oh well, that's kind of cool though. I mean, the first Friday is going to do it, but with that, it'll be. Le- it'll, I'm sure the display will not be what it would have been at right. But with that being said, it's why don't you just instead of looking for fifteen thousand dollars, why don't you just combine forces? Why don't you just say, okay, well, hell, we don't have the money to do it this year, but if we combine, you know, forces with First Friday and we give to their fireworks thing, and we'll have you know representatives from the McKinley Monument Library out there passing out literature. I just don't understand why it has to be like, no, we have to do both of them, two fireworks displays in one week. I think one would be enough. Yeah, I wonder is it rival firework gangs? I mean, is that what's happening here? It just it just seems almost a little silly to me of like you have the opportunity to make it happen it's just not going to be exactly where you want it to be. Dude just sent me a photo of fireworks going off in the sky with my face in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get the fireworks, man. Like, I want you guys to have it. I'm not knocking you. I just, you know, I'm I'm a single man. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have kids. So, like, I, I'm much like going to the zoo in the middle of the day. I feel like people are going to be like, dude, what's that guy with the fanny pack doing here? I, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, that can't be for me. We have uh, fake news, fake news, and a perfect circle ticket. You get both next on the Sandsbury 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. You just heard the doors there. Roadhouse Blues. I, um... I always have a negative reaction every time I hear the doors now. Uh, those of you that know the history of my career know that Ray Manzarek and I, Robbie Krieger and I, once upon a time got into a pretty heated heated conversation. Ended up walking, I ended up walking out of the interview. 
because Ray Manzarek was the biggest dick alive. That guy was awful. I think he has since passed, and I don't hate it. <laughs> I won't celebrate anybody's death, but I don't hate that one. That guy was a dick. We have a perfect circle tickets for you. Pass those out here shortly. That shows in November, Wolfstein Center. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Fake news is a real thing. All right. My dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, there's a sucker born every minute. Indeed there is. And there is a sucker born every minute, and the internet proves that. We consume, and again, I said we, not you, we consume things that and don't question for ourselves if this is real or not as fast as we used to anymore. Back in the day, if somebody told you like a tall tale, you'd be like, that's crazy. But you read it on the internet and you go, true. Which is almost bizarre to me because as somebody who kind of, you know, grew up as the internet was kind of like happening, one of the earliest things I can remember is people saying, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Like, don't trust everything you read on the internet. And now it's just like, nope, saw it on my Facebook. It's 100% true without any question, without any like research, without any, you know, fact checking. It's just everything you see that, 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 that supports your side, that supports your argument, just automatically believe. As long as it confirms your bias you like it and it was one thing when only when it was like the onion and they were like the one people doing it it was kind of funny right yeah but the problem is now is that fake news is big business a, a very real difference between a satire site like the onion and actual fake news right. you know what i mean like yes. there's there's a difference there and i know what somebody's thinking in their car we've always had the national enquirer right but only morons read it everybody's reading the internet yeah, I mean, and I think with National Enquirer, I mean, obviously the reputation of it, I, I, I would say is... Knew, I knew going in. Yeah, you knew when you saw the story about Batboy, it's like, all right, dude, there's a picture, and oh my gosh, here's the stories, but... Elvis crapped out Batboy? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. Like, only morons like read that and actually believed it. The problem is everybody reads the internet, and all of these sites carry the same stories now. So it's like, well, who do I believe? And I bring this up because... A bunch of media outlets ran with a story that was obviously not true. All right. And a couple had claimed they were living without food. And news outlets ran with this like crazy. And I believe it's Akaihi Ricardo and Camilla Castillo are so-called breatharians. And they were spotlighted in a, in a news article claiming they were able to survive off of the universe's energy and refrain from eating. Jesus, sounds awful. And Camilla Castillo says humans can easily be without food as long as they are connected to the energy that exists in all things and through breathing. That, of course, is not true. She continues... Me and my partner and did not eat anything at all for three years, and now we only eat occasionally like if we're in a social situation or if I want to simply taste a fruit. Another quote is, with my first child, I practice breatharian pregnancy. Hunger was a foreign sensation to me, so I fully lived on light and ate nothing. 
I just hearing all this, do you, does anybody really believe that? Is there any possible way that you could think that a human didn't eat for three years? Apparently, these are not the first people to have claimed to be breatharians, but the other people have been caught with food. Like, I guess the woman that started like this whole fake thing, they actually caught her with a refrigerator full of food, and she said, no, that was my husband's. And then they caught her on a flight, and she ordered an in-flight meal and claimed she didn't eat it. Turned out she did. Now, obviously, fasting is a real thing, and yeah. you know, but that, a lot of religions have that in it, right? That goes for a day or two days or like three days. That's not three effing years, dude. And I believe you still give yourself water, like I believe, I, but I, but I don't know. Don't don't hold me to that. But but I believe, and where this came from was a site called News Dog Media, and what News Dog Media is is they're a content creation company, so they find the story package it, and then sell it to media outlets. But the problem is, is that, and I don't know if people know this, when a news outlet buys that piece of like information, they're allowed to re-edit it in any fashion they see fit. Yeah, if you're buying it, yeah. That, of course, is how facts get left out of things because now these sites can use their bias to leave out this or leave in this. But how was, I mean, dude, I, apparently this was shared Okay, I have it here. Obviously, we all know you need food and water to live, all right? Yeah. So this story was presented by Yahoo, The Sun, New York Post, The Independent, The Daily Mail, Metro, and a number of other outlets. Okay, now a lot of those you can't always believe with like the most credible. Like the New York Post isn't necessarily a very credible rag. Like that's where I got the anal Botox story we did earlier. Right. So it's not necessarily hard hitting news that's coming out of there. No. And I guess depending on how all of these articles were written, I can't be surprised that, you know, Yahoo was like, you know what? We'll we'll just say that women or woman claims she doesn't eat food and it buys you that buffer zone of right. like, well, she's claiming it. We're not saying that's fact, but here's the story that she claims. The independent story that aired this was shared 37,000 times. The Daily Mails was shared about 24,000 times. So let's make them half, okay? Let's say half of the people were like, are you kidding me? Look at what so stupid people are, because right. that's what some of the shares were. Right. All right? If it's still half, that's scary. That people are out there who believe you could live off of light. Yeah, dude. I mean, and listen, it's 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 not like there hasn't been people who have had kooky beliefs before. I mean, you know, the mystic crystal revelations and, and there's there's people who buy into that stuff. But if there's that many people that buy into that stuff and not only are buying into it, but spreading it. Uh, 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 it's a tough place, this world. It's man. it's really sad what people spend their time reading because you either spend your time reading this. And either A, going, that's not true, or worse, buying it. And so either one of those is a waste of your time, or you spend your time doing this. What Game of Thrones character am I? Like, I don't understand. Like, I need to meet the person who clicks on that. Because you're ob you obviously exist. Oh, they're out there, dude. I just have never met any of you. Because what the hell are you doing? You're not Cersei. You're not. She's a fictional character created by somebody, and you're nothing like her. Otherwise, you bang your brother and have contributed to killing your children. 
is is that is that what you want to be? That's the Game of Thrones character you want to be? I just we have got to, and myself included, have got to start to become more responsible with how we spend our time with this garbage. It was, dude. If you were the woman buying the National Enquirer when I was growing up in the '80s, you were the laughing stock of the city. Everybody pointed at you and laughed at you for shopping in your slippers. And now we've all become that crazy bat crazy lady. Like you said, there's a decent amount of people who shared that and said, dude, how right. dumb are people? Right. Sure. Or, or, or even, you know, you buy the National Enquirer because you understood that, that, hey, dude, it's a comedy piece. Like, that's what I'm getting this for is because I find this entertaining. But, if, dude, if you're actually buying into that, and you're right, man. I mean, with essentially when we all have the internet in our pocket, when we all have a supercomputer on our bodies at all time, yeah, your cell phone, and, yeah. and you could literally use it to learn anything. You could use it to, to, to better your life in a million different ways. And we're all sitting here just like, Oh, what does your Taco Bell order say about you as a person? Nothing. 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 It doesn't tell me anything. Also this one. I love this one. Well, I stay up late and I'm messy. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. No, if you were a genius, you wouldn't believe, the effing article that says you're a genius because you stay up late and swear like I just the stuff I see get passed around we have got to start to become more responsible as a as a public we have to otherwise this thing is here's the problem with the human being we're smart enough to create the thing that will take us down and if we don't get more responsible with this stuff this will be what ends us Dear God, people buying into people living without food. You guys listen to the show. I can't go 20 minutes without something to eat. Somebody went three years. Liars. We have a perfect circle tickets. I told you you're getting them right now, so you're getting them right now. We'll take caller 25 on those. 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the Wolstein Center in November to check out a perfect circle and be right back to entertain you some more on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been using CSE since moving down here to Stark County, and I love the fact that they are 100% local and all of my money stays right here. If you're car shopping, you know what some people never think about doing? Get pre-approved for your loan before you head to the dealership. Trust the dealership on the car, totally, yeah. But trust the loan experts at CSE to help you find the best loan possible. If you need more information, it can always be found via their website. That is CSEFCU.com. One more time, that website is CSEFCU.com. Stop by a CSE branch and get pre-approved for a loan today. CSE, we have a loan for The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. I want to congratulate Lewis and Canton, who won, his, uh, won himself some of the Perfect Circle tickets. He was pretty happy about that. I'm, uh, I'm currently being called a snob. Why? And uh, I'm being told that somebody's never going to listen to the radio show ever again because I made fun of people who fill out the what member of Motley Crew are you or like those kind of like online things where people steal your passwords. Good. We have too many people listening already. Is that, you is know that what? right? Dude, the, the ship is overflowing right now. You know what? Good. See you later, bro. We brought you listeners on this boat two by two, <laughs> and we're going to have to start throwing some of you off. No, I, I, that's not true. But like, not I, uh, there's no there's no Stansberry arc, although there should be. That would be a pretty good one. 
I, uh, I'm sorry. If you think I'm a snob because I won't waste my time for 10 minutes finding out if I'm Mick Mars or Nikki Six because I don't have the musical ability to be either one, like I, I'm, then I, you're gonna have to think I'm a snob. In, 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 then in, I am. Has has nobody ever made a joke about you before? Like, is this is this your line? I mean, is this where it's like, oh, dude, somebody made fun of me making it taking an online survey? I can't take <laughs> I'm it. I'm done. Anymore. I'm out. This is this is the first time it's happened. Yeah, uh, do people get triggered? Jesus, dude. Pretty snowflake, if you ask me. Jesus, dude. I, uh, we live in interesting times. We do. And I saw this this morning, and it's now posted for you at WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section, where in Britain now this is, and Fantone hates them. Ugh. Yeah, you, you America's oldest enemy right you, there, you, dude. You, uh, you, do, you do not like that. I do not. Apparently, there is a dress code in schools that does not allow young men to wear shorts to school, even though when it's very, very warm. All right. That'd suck. And yeah, that would suck. And um, and I've been I, I went to private school a, a, as a kid, and you weren't allowed to wear shorts to private school. So I've kind of dealt with this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like how I talk about it, like it's like you know an explosion or something. Um, but now what they're doing is they're going to protest or boycott or like whatever the right word is now. And what they're doing is they're wearing their shirt and tie the way they normally would, right. but they're wearing the women's skirts. The girls' skirts to school. And I bring this up because I saw the photo this morning. And it was just a group of like eighth graders in shirts and ties, boys in skirts. And it didn't look weird to me. Like I was like, oh yeah, 2017, that's what we do now. Girls are boys, boys are girls. This is what we do. It's just what we do. Like, I didn't even think anything of it. I never, when I saw the photo, I was like, oh, this is obviously a high school dress code issue. I was like, oh, no, this is the woke and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be aware of what I currently do to hold women down. And I, I just, I honestly, I thought it was one of those. Now, obviously, they're not going to continue to let the boys wear the skirts to school. But we live in interesting times, because, like I said, I never even like when I saw the photo, didn't even bat an eye at it. Should uh, I mean, obviously, dress codes exist for a reason, and I don't have a huge issue with that. I mean, you're in school and you're there to learn, and if they can, you know, keep you concentrated on that and kind of if it reduces distractions, I guess I can't argue. Um, uh, but schools like. It's summertime and it's hot as balls and like, dude, let boys wear shorts. Like, now if it's appropriately like dressy enough shorts, or if like you can't wear like jean shorts, you have to wear like you know can't wear cargo shorts. They make khaki shorts, right? right. I mean, like you know, and if if that just why not let the kids, the boys wear shorts, dude? Avoid the problem. That's what I would do. You know what else I saw too that that I found is interesting. We haven't gotten into this a whole lot since it came up, and I think Oregon's the first state that's trying to do it is on your driver's license, if you take it out and look at it, it asks for your gender. Oregon is trying to become the first state, I believe, that will offer you the X option for your gender, making it a third gender. Now, I'm confused here because I understand the trans issue. And again, I always point this out. It's 0.4% of the U.S. population. And... So I understand that it's out there, right? But I thought the whole trans issue was you were born a man, but were supposed to be born a woman, and now you're switching over. Well, that's still changing one gender to the other gender. 
like there still is just the two genders, right? You may have been born the wrong one. Fine, I'll meet you halfway there. But there's still just the two of them, though, right? Or am I am I not woke? What's the what's the thing? No, I think there's definitely people out there who would say they don't identify as either. Well, I don't identify as a fat ass either, but I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is the two. You can change from one to the other. I'll meet you halfway. But this, well, I don't want to pick yet. <laughs> then you don't get the drive. Like, how about that? That would be my world. Then you don't get the drive. If you can't figure that out, then you don't get the drive. Why am I creating a third option on a driver's license for you? I mean, if I keep moving this line for you, you're just going to keep asking me to move it, right? Because that's how, and I'm not equating this to terrorism. But the old adage is you don't negotiate with a terrorist because it only gives them more incentive to terrorize you. So if I keep moving this line and making exception for you, you're going to go, oh my God, look, it works. And we're just going to keep moving things down the line. And then, America, it will be bigotry if you have your sex listed on your ID. You know what? As we get ready for the 4th of July, I want you, I said this three years ago on Facebook. I'm sure it'll be one of my memories. I want you to enjoy this 4th of July like you never have before. Because in like five short years, somebody's going to tell you how racist and bigotry and all that stuff 4th of July really is. And if you celebrate it, you're an awful person. So you better enjoy this last one. Because the internet is ruining literally every last thing. We'll start the final hour of the program next on Rock 106. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, and can be heard the world round via iHeartRadio. You know, I was just saying to Fantone, and he told me I'm not allowed, but dude, I count, I, dude, I want to go to Camp David. You're going to have to upgrade your job before they allow you into Camp David, bro. Dude, I want to go there. I think that's unfair. I don't get to go. I I mean, obviously, it doesn't. It seems like that would be an awesome place. It doesn't suck, but like, I don't know if there's anything there where I'm like, oh man, I'd really have to get there. What is there? Some trees, a cabin, something like that? There's no other people. That's the part I like. Oh, I think you could find that somewhere in the world. I want a, I want a special exemption in the, in the Camp David. That's the exact opposite. I mean, that's why there's no people, because they don't make exemptions. <laughs> I know, but I, that, but I want to be that person. There's a first for everything. He never goes anyway. He just plays golf all the goddamn time. Why can't I go there then? Is he going this weekend? I think it was. I is think he is spending Fourth of July there. I want to go there. I've seen photo. I mean, have you, have you ever like looked into it? Like, if you look it up online, it looks like it's awesome. Sure, it's beautiful. You know, outside stuff. But I mean, it, dude, there's plenty of beautiful outside in the world that's not restricted area by the U.S. government. You could you could find the same thing. Yeah, I gotta else. I gotta start spending more time outside. And that's half the reason why I like playing golf. To be honest with you, is you just find yourself outside. It's nice, feeling good. So I, I need to start. I need to. I need some out, outside time in my life this weekend. Stansberry the woodsman. He's just out there, chopping down trees, just standing, standing around, enjoying nature. Just standing outside, rolling up trees is really the way it goes. <laughs> oh dear God! Tonight you can join me at the Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there from six to eight for Rhythm and Bruise to benefit um, the Ark of Stark. There, that's um. That's going to be awesome. I love that event. I've done it now. This will be my third year in a row. And uh, it's just good food, good beer, and good live music. Those are all That's the, That's the. Those are all three fastballs right down the middle for me. That's all it takes for you. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan, so uh, stop out tonight. See me six to eight. So Canton police are now identifying 
the man who was shot dead last night, uh, Captain David Kurzinski, who heads the police department's patrol division, said that the death of Ivan Munford, 32, apparently from Maslin, does not appear at this particular time to be connected to the recent trio of drive-by shootings that left two men dead and five people in the area uh, in, in hospital rooms the other night. It says that, that so far this does not look connected. Police were called around 1230 in the morning to Garfield Avenue arriving to find Ivan Munford, who had been shot multiple times. He was pronounced dead at the scene by an investigator with the Stark County Coroner's Office, and residents heard the gunfire, came out to help him, but told police they did not witness the shooting. We're going through the evidence now, the police are saying. I, uh, dude, running over to help the guy? Like, that's good, good on you, but, like, I don't know, man. If I hear gunshots, I'm not sure I'm leaving my house. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you know, as somebody, I've definitely heard my fair share when when I when I lived in in certain areas, and like, no, that's not something I'm running outside for. I mean, say what you want to say about me, but like that that I'm not I'm not I'm not getting involved in a situation like no, that. No, that's call, what nine one one is for. I'll call the police, no question about and it, and talk to them once they get there. And, dude, I'm sorry, even if you. Are a you know a a responsible gun owner? You get CCW. Even if you hear, I, I think that's ridiculous to go run out there and be like, "No, I'm going to shoot the bad guys." Like, dude, stay in your house, stay safe. Yeah, I, I mean, as a guy who's looking into getting his CCW, we're talking with a potential client right now, and I and I hope that that ends up working out because I would really like to do it. And I haven't been through the classes yet, so but my instinct would to be if I was in the moment. To yeah. maybe try to do it, That's right? Different. That's a completely different thing. But am I going to run through the house, grab the gun, run out the front door to try to be that guy? No. I also think you might get yourself in a little trouble if that's what the facts of the story end up being. I don't know yet because, again, I have not been through the classes yet, so don't you know hold me to that. But I, uh, I, I, would, I have a feeling that that's probably not going to end up the best for you there and that you should probably just let the professionals kind of handle that and yeah. let cops be cops. You know, that whole let's be cops, that was fun for a movie. It's not fun in real life there i uh but they have had the guy identified my guess is they will have the suspects in custody sometime shortly yeah fingers crossed i mean you know that's that's the best case scenario that comes out of this is that you know they get somebody off the streets i i i don't know if it's any comfort at all that they're not related to the previous murders of the week there's a part of me that's like well that's good because it's not you know, it's not like indicative necessarily of like one person or one gang being, you know, out there murdering people. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, dude, now there's multiple people out there who are capable of this. I don't know. I don't know if it's better or worse, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle there um, because more random violence isn't good. But people getting away with multiple murders. Yeah, it's like six right. to five and pick them right. there. There's really no silver lining there, but they have. They do have the victim identified, and normally that's what helps them start to piece the puzzle together. It sounds ridiculous that I even have to say this, but obviously somebody out there knows something, and if you do, call the police, dude. <laughs> like, like, you, like, you have to be a part of, of fixing these problems. The amount of times murders take longer to solve or maybe even go unsolved because people are hesitant to talk to the police, I think would blow most people over. And obviously there's... Uh, that's a multiple layered problem. You know, people don't trust the police and, 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 and sometimes just rightfully so. And other times it's like, well, you, you can't, you can't expect things to change unless you do something different. I know when that, that drive by happened last week or the week before it was, um, that was one of the problems is that victims, people who were shot didn't want to talk to cops about it. So yeah, that's, uh, they, they, I mean, I don't understand how you think anything's going to get better if you're not going to make that first step. That would be my suggestion is to tell them what you know.
ladies, summer's here. And you're thinking swimsuits and one pieces are all the rage again. One piece swimsuits are back in style and I have the best one you can possibly buy and it's cheap. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. 106.9. If you missed anything this morning, you'll be able to podcast it at WRQK.com. That will happen shortly after 10 a.m. And again, another reminder, join me tonight, 6 to 8, as I'll be at the Canton Cultural Center for Rhythm and Brews. Good food, good beer, live music. Can't beat that. It's good stuff. And that is happening this evening. Fisher will be out there as well. Yeah, dude, he'll get the bubbles going. He'll get the beers going. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Fill the aquarium up with beers, dude. Why not? Let's do that. It's a good idea. I think it was about a week or so ago. We uh, we told you where that company had made the bathing suit that looked like a bare-chested man. Oh, yeah. So you could look like a man while wearing a one-piece bathing suit. I don't know why you'd want to, but okay. But there it was, right? So the same company that did that is now offering another ladies one piece bathing suit for 49.95 which sounds like that's actually pretty reasonable for what women's clothes normally cost i i don't know what a typical bathing suit for a woman costs but $50 doesn't sound crazy and so they did the hairy chest one piece yeah and this one is a little bit different it's a one piece bathing suit it's got the nude skin kind of tone to it right. but the full front of it is they use the photo of the shocked Donald Trump face. You know that one where he's got his mouth in like glory hole position, like where he's just got the circular mouth going. He's got the wide open eyes and like the internet like exploded when they posted photos of this thing because, you know, women the one of the first comments is and it she's right is the quadruple chin is right over the vaginal area. Jeez. So it's kind of hard not to like focus right there. It's very, I don't know why you would wear this. Now, the company says, you know, if you're looking to support Donald Trump, and it's like, dude, that's not why anybody's wearing that. Nobody's like, that's my guy wearing it. You don't think there's going to be people out there who are like, that's my guy wearing it, wear it with your with your Make America Great Again hat? I feel like, could it happen? Sure. But I feel more likely, it's like when you see a 17-year-old kid in an ACDC t-shirt, he's wearing it for the irony. Um, yeah, I mean, I think both sides will exist, though. I think I think there's going to be people who see it. It's a picture of President Trump, and I don't think, you know, there's no, like, great picture of the guy. It's not like no. he's an in particularly handsome man. No, he's not handsome. So I think there's going to be plenty of people who see that, say, that's my president, I'm wearing that bathing suit. Really? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. On the exact flip side of that coin, there's going to be plenty of people who are like, ah, dude, Trump sucks, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to wear that, and he's going to look stupid, but... Both will happen. You're not gonna. You're not gonna know if you see somebody at you know uh, down at Clay's Park and they're wearing that. You're not necessarily gonna know if they're pro or anti-Trump. One woman saying here, "This will make my body great again." Very well, might playing on the uh, on the campaign phrase there. I'm surprised that this is happening, and by that I mean I think. 
President Trump and his associates and his people have a pretty good um, finger on the pulse of the nation there. And they're going to see this. And how is this not going to be like, yo, you can't use my likeness to sell your products? Well, where was the photo published? Because isn't that who's going to have the real issue here? Donald Trump's a public figure. Yeah. I mean, whoever took that picture is going to have an issue. But like... I don't think he's got a whole leg to stand on. I mean, I, there's plenty of public figures out there that I just can't necessarily take. I mean, I just can't slap a picture of Francisco Lindor on on a t-shirt and start selling it without the Indians coming at me, right? Yeah, but again, I think they're the ones that own that. So I, I think it would be... I would imagine it's the photographer who will have the real leg to stand on. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. I just... You think you'll see this at the pool? Like, you think people are going to wear this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still see Make America Great great Again hats out there. So, yeah, I totally think this. Oh, happen. it's been a while since I've seen one of those. I haven't seen one of those in a while. I'm sure they're out there. I'm not not going to deny it. Go, 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 to the, go to the Stark County Fairground this weekend, bro. I guarantee you, you will see one. Is that right? Demolition Derby, guarantee it. Last pro wrestling event I was at, dude. Definitely saw it. Okay. All right. I don't spend a lot of time. Um, at the, at the uh, at the well at the fairground events, I don't. That's that's not that's not a huge part of what I do. So yeah, yeah, may, but I probably will go to the demolition derby. So yeah, you're probably right. I bet I will see that there. I bet you a dollar you will. I don't know why you would wear this bathing suit. He's mm. so po- like, don't you just want to go to the pool and relax? Somebody eventually is going to say something to you about <laughs> what it is. And, like, don't you just want to go to the pool, read a book, and not pay attention to other humans? No, dude. People don't want to do that. You'd like to think. I'd like to think. I would like to not talk to people. But there's people out there who want to go get into that fight. Oh, dude, there's totally people out there who want you know to go what? get in that fight. If I didn't do this for a living, I may be one of those, to be honest with you. If I wasn't able to get my opinion out... I agree with you 100%. There's so many times on social media where I'm like, eh, dude, I'm not talking about that eh, I got here. a show to do tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'll, 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 I'll have this argument with yeah. Dan, and everything will be on the air. And I've done this for so long, too, that I've just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, now, when I wasn't doing it, I, I weighed in on everything online. Right. Everything. Right. And honestly, it's what helped get me this job was the Facebook following I had. Is like the, uh, the boss man called me. He's like, dude, he's like, people still seem to care about what you say. I was like, well, put me on the radio. Let's find out. I mean, there's there's times when, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll post something, even like something as simple as like I have an Obama shirt and like I won't wear that to certain places because I know that it's like somebody's going to say something and I'm not going to want to have this conversation. Lip-tar. I'm not going to want to talk to you about that. And it's like, well, dude, I'm not doing that then. So no, I totally think people have every intention on getting into that fight when they when they put something on like that. You know, I, I often forget that some people just like to fight. Like you ever just date somebody who's like that's what they want to do with you, no matter how good the day's going, they just find a reason just because they need conflict, because their petty, miserable life requires them to have something. And so fighting with you will be just enough. I mean, look at, and obviously you're on the internet and it's a little bit of anonymity, but like, dude, go read the comments on a Facebook page right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, go read the Fox 8 comments on, on a story about Trump. People just itching to get into that fight. One, both ways, dude. That's not one side or the other. No, there's it's people, both. There's it people, is. There's people who want to call you a libtard, then there's people who want to, you know. Deplorable! Right. I it's, mean, it's it, the name calling is on both sides. Everybody's guilty of it. Uh, it, it yeah, it's just a whole huge mess. I don't know why you would want Donald Trump's lips anywhere near your mm. vagina. But I guess better than his hands, right? All right. Probably made a bunch of you mad with that one. Yep. Probably made a bunch of you mad with that one.
We'll close out the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You'll be able to podcast today's program shortly after 10 a.m. there. We're also available via iHeartRadio. It's the last break of the show right now? Yeah. This is it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's not the worst. Damn. All right. So, NBA free agencies like all the rage right now. Yeah. Everybody's on the move. Dwayne Howard got moved for like literally nothing. Uh, he was playing for the Atlanta Hawks, and his sister has now tweeted out, I just don't think Atlanta is a loyal city. Well, first of all, the city doesn't trade you. No. It's it's, 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 not. it's it's not it's not the city that does anything. The mayor of Atlanta sitting around making calls. Get rid of Howard. He's Howard. no good. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, so it's the team, right? So if you want to say the team's not loyal, that would be more accurate of a statement. And what I'll say to that is, there's no such thing. Well, yeah, it's pro sports. I mean, what are you expecting that? Uh, right. There's no loyalty in the radio business either. And it's not like it's not like Dwight Howard came to Atlanta, put the team on his back, and carried them to a championship. And no, he's been expect, ho-hum everywhere he's been. Right. And would expect some sort of loyalty. But even if you're talking about the fan base, like, of course there's not loyalty. Like, what do you, what do you think here, lady? Win or you're a bum. Now, I don't love that system, but that is the system that we're in. That's the system that's used. I also saw this. And Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com was quoting somebody that I absolutely hate. Um, so this was from Scott's Twitter, Scott at WFNY, where he's quoting someone saying, not saying I'd put him on the block, but exploring a LeBron deal and asking where he'd waive his no-trade clause would put Cavs on the offensive. Okay, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to give you this guy's name, but the same guy who tweeted that is the same guy that jumped up and down for 10 minutes in a, in a live video, all excited that the Browns drafted Johnny Manziel, where the same night I tried to tell you that was a mistake. So that just gives you a, a little it gives you a little perspective on who this so-called expert on this stuff happens to be. There's, dude, if... LeBron couldn't sit for three minutes in a game without the players falling down and us blowing a 22-point lead, which, by the way, kind of tells me David Griffin didn't really surround him with a bunch of stars either, so not necessarily crying over that exit. But if you lose LeBron, you're in the tank for the next 25 years. Look at teams that are in the lottery right now. They've been bad forever. Um, you're not on the offensive if you start taking trade offers for LeBron. You're you're on the defensive there, where right. you're where you're reacting and knowing that he's going to leave, or at least fearing that he's going to leave. Um, and that's pretty dumb. I mean, honestly, you've got a window in front of you right now. It's still open. I mean, it's not going to be open forever, but it's still open next year. Um, the real way to be on the offensive there, if you were going to talk about crazy trades for the Cavaliers would be talking about trading Kyrie Irving. That would be the offensive move I think you could make by by You're sa- right. by saying, "Hey, we understand that LeBron is our only hope and we understand that that putting a player around him that 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 complements him and makes him better is the way to do it as opposed to trading LeBron." So if you're really going to talk about that, 
Kyrie would be the person. Are you exploring that in your head? Um, I know there's people out there that are. Um, no, because I think LeBron and Kyrie play well together. I think they, uh, I think they are, are certainly one of the best one-two punches in the NBA right now. Um, but I did read something uh, from Tony Zarella at 19 Action News, 19 Cleveland News, whatever the hell it's called now, um, where he said um, trading, trading Kyrie for Chris Paul, who's a much more traditional point guard, and making a move to get Carmelo Anthony on the team would be Ugh. the way to go. Oh, I hate it. Well, I mean, the points that you can make is, number one, that Chris Paul, like I said, even though much older, a much more traditional point guard, um, Carmelo wouldn't have the pressure on him to be the number one guy, and if you look at him on Olympic teams, he does do much better as the three, as the four, as the, the third or fourth option on the floor. As okay, that's a good to, argument. As opposed to him. Um you know, you can talk about defense, but you've seen the positive impact LeBron can have on players who are traditionally not known as great defenders. J.R. Smith being the prime example there. And then you would have, and now this would be a Carmelo Anthony taking a pay cut, chasing a ring, but then you would have. Which could happen this late in his career. You, right. I mean, you're 15 years deep, yeah. you know, 14, 15 years deep. But then at that point, you would have four dynamic scorers out on the floor with Tristan Thompson, you know, between Love, Melo, uh, Chris Paul, and LeBron. And I I can at least see some logic in that. And those are LeBron's boys, obviously. And there's a little bit of like, well, now you get what you want. You get to play with your homies and you get to like be a part of that. So at least I can see some sense there. But trading LeBron is literally the dumbest thing the Cavaliers could think of. Dumbest idea. Because then at that point, what you're doing is like, what you're you're doing is you're trying to get the upper hand, but you're trying to, well, we'll we'll get rid of him and get back what we want. What are you going to do? Go get the third best player in history? Uh, Right. I mean, (laughs) no. What you're trying to do is you're trying to trade a dollar for 10. Ten dimes, and that's never going to work. It's never going to work. I am going to side with Chris Broussard here, who says that LeBron James and Chris Paul playing together would be a disaster. And I agree. I think LeBron and Chris Paul would be an absolute disaster. They both want to handle the ball. Neither one of them want to give up the ball. And I know Chris is going to end up having to have to have to deal with LeBron, but they there's both so ball dominant that I that I, when I heard him lay out his argument yesterday, I was like, yeah, dude, I agree. I don't think Chris Paul's the best fit. I think Kyrie's a much more ball dominant point guard than Chris Paul. Is that right? Yeah, and I think LeBron, especially at this point, is a much better point facilitator than he gets credit for. I, I don't know if I don't know if I buy that that thought. I would I would agree with that last part. I would agree with that, but ultimately, I'm not sure. Chris Paul's getting older too. Like I'd stick with well, Kyrie. Well, the thing with that is, is, though, you're looking at it as this year is it. You're, you know, oh, with, one, with, yeah, because right. by your theory, LeBron's leaving next year, right? So, which so, he is. So I can I can take that argument of being too ball dominant if you talk about Jimmy Butler, but I don't necessarily buy that with Chris Paul. Okay, all right. I, you know, I uh, when I hear Chris Broussard say things, most of the time I agree with him. Not all the time, but most of the time I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah, that yeah, I could see how you could get there and this and that. When I heard him say that the other day, and I believe I was listening to his podcast. He was like, Chris Paul and LeBron James would be a disaster. And he also says this about LeBron James, Chris does. He says, that guy talks a big game about how he wants to play with his friends. And yet every time one of them's available, he never makes the moves to go do it. He's never tried to get Melo anywhere. Melo was totally available this this year. We could have had him. And LeBron's silent. Nah, not doing it. I think he does a good job of going, yeah, those are my buddies. I'd like to play with them and this and that. But when it comes right down to it, no, he doesn't. Because he doesn't think that they can help him win championships. Obviously, LeBron, a pretty savvy guy, understands he needs to say the right things, which is why I think you saw him say those 
kind words about David Griffin as Griffin as he was being you know shown the door. Um, but if David Griffin, if LeBron would have wanted Griff. He, he was going to be here. Now, I have another argument for that. And that was my argument, that if LeBron really wanted Griffin, he'd be here. Is there any chance what happened there is Griffin and LeBron are together? They both hate Dan Gilbert. And LeBron said, dude, just get out there on the open market and we'll both go land softly together in the future. Um, you're putting a lot of if ands and buts into a that's that's a lot of u- predictions happening. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you don't know where he's going to land. You don't know what team's going to hire him. You don't know what team's going to offer something to David Griffin. So I, I don't. That, I feel like there's way too many variables in that to be an equation that LeBron would this want, is want to be a part of. This is a suggestion I hate. Trade Kyrie and Tristan for Mello and Paul. I hate that idea. No, I mean you. You wouldn't want to make that trade. You'd need you need Tristan Thompson to still be a part of that equation. No, so I, 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 I yeah, I, I hate that. that idea. I just don't like Carmelo Anthony. I just don't. You know that thing. Everybody wants to say LeBron's not a fourth quarter killer. He's not a killer. He's not Michael. He's not, and he's not. He's not really that fourth quarter. Give him. Make sure he has the ball. He's gonna sink the lash. He's not Michael. He's not Michael. But dude, if if so, if you hate that about LeBron James, you're going to hate it about Carmelo Anthony. That guy does not have the winning instinct in him at all like not at all he's lazy doesn't play both sides i just dude i'm not i'm not into carmelo anthony i just he i think he could the olympic team argument was a good argument i'll give him that if surrounded by better play i think if there was if he was surrounded by better personnel in new york that experiment with carmelo may have worked out but our problem is defensive at least it seems like dude the Cavs scored enough points in the NBA finals to win they just didn't stop points from scoring enough to win yeah and sometimes I think and Melo doesn't play D's never has at the end of the day scoring the most is the the name of the game I, I know what you're saying, and I'm not trying to say, well, defense doesn't even matter. Just make more buckets. Um, but when you're playing a team like Golden State, it, might, need it the might just be that war of attrition where where scoring is your own. I mean, option. certain things change things. Certain evolution happens for a reason. Certain things come about, and then everybody's got to change for it. And the Warriors are changing the NBA, so maybe that's kind of what needs to happen. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't, I've never really been impressed by... I mean, Melo came out right around the same time as LeBron James, and you could look at the eye test, and they weren't even close. Like, it was like, oh my god, Melo's supposed to be the second best player. He's not even close to this guy. I don't like that idea at all. Personally, I want Kyrie Irving to be on the Cavaliers basketball team. Now, that may be short-sighted on my part. I don't know. I kind of like Kyrie Irving. Kind of want to keep him right where he is. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Live on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com and iHeartRadio. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See you. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.